Hello and let me start by saying thank you for listening to the Calm Mum Show podcast. I'm your host Lorraine Walker, a cognitive behavioural hypnotherapist, child educator and mindset coach and I'll be bringing you tiny 10 minute episodes, injecting some TLC to you mums out there to help shift your mindset if you're stuck, help you rein in your inner momzilla and unleash your calmer mama. I hope you enjoy. So hi everybody and welcome to today's episode on the guilt of the mum rage and I'm joined today, absolutely thrilled to be joined today with Jenny Malin. Now Jenny is a fellow Brit but she's living in Dubai. I'll let Jenny introduce herself in a moment but Jenny is also a fellow cognitive behavioural hypnotherapist like myself and we're here to have a little chat today around some of the clients that we've had through our therapy clinics around mum rage. So without any further ado, I'll introduce you to Jenny. Hi Jenny, would you like to just say a little bit about you and your Yeah, family? sure. Hi Lorraine, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so um, I'm a cognitive behavioural hypnotherapist, I have been for a few years. Um, I'm from Birmingham, clearly, um, but I've lived in Dubai for 14 years and I've got um, a five-year-old boy um, and I've got three stepdaughters that are older who live in the UK. Um, so that's me. So and when did you start your therapy clinic over in Dubai and what kind of clients do you have at the moment? So I started about four years ago and um, it started off with um, kind of the hypnotherapy around kind of weight management, um, kind of emotional eating, uh, quit smoking, that kind of thing. And then as time went on, um, I felt that there was more and more clients coming through, particularly mums that um, had pretty stressful jobs uh, and we're trying to manage the mental load of being out the house, kind of long hours, stressful work, uh, normally the main breadwinners, um, and then coming home and dealing with, um, you know, one or two children and finding it quite hard to um, kind of navigate through the kids' emotions, you know, particularly after a stressful day, um, and also build connection with their kids. Um, after being out the house for for you know five days a week, and what kind of um, sort of issues has they, have they brought to you when they've came to your um, treatment? I think mainly, um, as I, I mentioned, the, the kind of navigating the the big emotions that what we would say like the difficult emotions in kids, um, because as we know, it can be deeply deeply triggering when our kids are having a tantrum or, you know, kicking off about something. Um, it's deeply triggering anyway for anybody, you know, male or female. Absolutely. Um, so I think um, it was it was kind of na na like being able to, to I guess, co-regulate with their kids, being able to kind of manage their own emotions. Um, but also I would say a lot has been through um, kind of getting over that that guilt if, if they lose it, you know, that rage that we all get. Um, but being able to kind of come back from it and not and and kind of not get stuck in that 
what I would say, shame cycle, that guilt cycle of um, yeah. of just being so hard on themselves. Um, so, yeah, I would say that those are probably the main ones and also building connection, you know, being able to have like a deeper relationship with their children. I know I can remember uh, one case I remember absolutely screaming at the top of my voice at my kids to the point where I thought my throat had cracked. And yeah. there was a there was a lady walking past my my window, and um, honest to goodness, she jumped at her skin when she heard me screaming. Yeah. And when I think back now, that is not who I am now. That is not yeah. how I would react now. And yeah. I, I think for a lot of mums, they end up feeling really guilty because it's the shame. What what would other people think of you? That's right. Yeah. When actually, we all are. We're all just human. We've all got these different emotions. And as I said before, you know, if you've got a busy job, you're stressed, you don't have the resources to help, your cup is going to get pretty full pretty quickly. So it's kind of recognising that, you know, I've got a lot on, um, you know, this reaction isn't me. You know, um, you know, I am stressed at the moment. Maybe you need to take a moment to kind of remove yourself from the noise because it's the noise that's like the most triggering, right? Um, when our children kind of kick off. But we've all been there, you know. We, I have, you know, I'm a therapist, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I can kind of keep it together all the time. It's just that I've had a hell of a lot more practice than most because not only is it the work that I do, but I've also done work on myself to help me with you know, particular triggers from my son that, you know, that kind of bring out the worst in me. So what some of the, the mums that I've had in my therapy, I've used quite a lot of the CBT approaches, you know, that sort of thought stopping and the yeah, yeah. Mind, mindfulness moments and all of that, just to get them focused in the moment before they react. Because if they yeah. don't stop, I call it the three thing, the the three second flip switch so if you just take three seconds to calm the brain and yeah. before you react it's enough to just stop that lashing out it's yeah. enough to calm the brain in the moment what absolutely can you, have you had any sort of examples of that with anybody yeah I think I, th I think a big thing that's helped me is to remember that obviously all children are, you know, their brains are still under under construction. You know, that's something that I all constantly remind myself. You know, if there's something that's particularly triggering, triggering, I think, you know, he's only five, he's still learning, his brain's still under construction, you know. So, like, that's one thing that sometimes can put things kind of into perspective. The other thing is we all kind of work between, like, our logical part of our brain and our emotional part of the brain, and obviously we flip throughout and I think a big thing for me is understanding, actually, when my son's emotional and I'm triggered, I'm actually going into my emotional brain and then it's like child and child and Absolutely. someone needs to remain the adult in that moment. And that's a massive reminder. of. And again, it's not. it doesn't mean that someone's going to go away and be like, okay, I'm going into my emotional brain now. It's just it's just awareness that that if you remind yourself and say, hang on a minute, I'm almost going into child mode here, yes. I'm too going into my emotional brain, it can stop and also just raise a little bit of awareness of um, um, recognise how you're feeling so then stop yourself kind of completely going off on one, if that makes sense. Absolutely. That is an absolutely fantastic example because it's also it's letting your child see 
that you're accepting their emotions, but yeah. you're not engaging in their emotions as a yeah. five-year-old boy, another yeah. five-year-old child. You're actually, you're taking that step to acknowledge that they're having a bit of a meltdown, but yeah. you're not going to engage in that meltdown. That's it. I'd say it's probably the biggest one because if I start to feel triggered, I think, you know, he is a child. I'm not. I'm the one with the adult brain. He's losing it. Someone needs to stay calm here because my calm is obviously going to help soothe him. By the way, I'm not sitting here like I can do that every time, Lorraine, because oh, I no. want to be absolutely 100% honest with, with anybody listening, you know. I have lost it even with the work and everything because I'm just a human being and sometimes I get it wrong too. But the difference now is that kind of shame cycle where if I lashed out, if I shouted, you know, if I threw something in rage or whatever, if, and it's much, much less, if it's happened, whereas before I would be literally like, I am the worst person ever I'm a terrible parent. I don't deserve to be a mum. Uh, you know, what is wrong with me? I'm going to damage him. I mean, these are the words, you know, these are the thoughts that I've had, you know. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not worthy to be a mother, um, etc. That would just, I would say, take over for days. The guilt would literally sit with me for days. It was so, so damaging. Um, and like I say, I've got help and stuff for that. And again, what I've learned the most is just to show me, show myself some compassion in those moments because I can lose it. Whereas before I'd be like, on this, on that. Now it's, you know, it's you okay. You've having a meltdown moment. You've had now. a bad day today. You've got a lot going on. I can, I can get why you've lost it. And when I calm right down, I go straight back in and I repair. And I think that's the biggest thing as well. Go back in and repair and say, it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. I was having a hard time trying to calm down. I shouldn't have shouted. I'm sorry. And then I repair. And I'd say that doing it over, and, and I'm not making out like it's happening every week because it's not. No, no, no. But if ever it does, yeah. I'm able to come back from it because actually, I'm teaching my son as well that I'm just human and I have difficult emotions just like he does and I'm still learning too, you know, so. I think that's one of the, the big things for me. I mean, I did a little kind of research programme and interviewed a lot of mums and I would, I would ask the question of what is your biggest challenges in relation to stress and anxiety as a mum? And without question, 98% of those mums, and there was about 60 mums, they all answered, I worry if I'm going to emotionally damage my child because I oh. cannot I cannot um, control my emotions and I'm losing my shit every yeah. time they trigger me. Yeah, yeah. And then when, when we had the conversation about, well, you are only human and you've just mentioned it, and we're all only human, but it's yeah. recognising that we cannot behave like that every single day that we've got no. we're looking after our children. Yeah, yeah. And it's just really, it's just a message to mums out there to say you're not alone. We all lose our shit. And you've yeah. got two therapists on this podcast. Yeah, 
exactly you know like we yeah (laughs) we help other people but that and I you know and and I'm very open you know with my clients and I'll share my own stories because you know no no one can keep it together all the time and I know we've talked before but you know that some some mums will will kind of go into fight or flight mode or freeze you know where they feel like they can't can't do anything and and I and I, and I think the other thing that I just wanted to mention was we've talked about the rage where we're actually losing it, you know, whether that's, you know, in front of our kids or gone up the stairs, you know, to the bedroom to scream into a pillow or whatever it is. But the other side is, um, you know, that's that's kind of releasing the emotion. But the other thing is, uh, you know, some parents will go, some it mums works. or dads will go yeah they will remove themselves completely so some clients I've worked with have talked about how their parents have like locked themselves in a bathroom or in the bedroom um not to be intentionally cruel but because obviously they they feel like they're going to lose it or they just need a moment or they've gone into to flight and they just need to have some space away from the kids just a moment to breathe um of course, when you've got a child dysregulated on the other side of the door, that can be deeply damaging for the child because the child will feel unlovable, you know, will feel like they'll internalise that. Yeah. So I think I, the, the, I'm not sharing that to make someone feel guilty, but also to understand that that can be quite a big trauma for a child to be ignored. So by all means, always move yourself away to take up to breathe to kind of just try and bring that like I talked about the logical brain back online um before reacting but not to ignore the kind of the, the crying of, of a child by locking that physically kind of isolating and locking yourself away from the child because it's deeply damaging for a child yeah absolutely and one of the the other questions that I did on that research was um what is your biggest fear when it comes to the stress of a parent so could really this research was all around stress and anxiety of being a mum yeah and uh, what was your biggest fear and the biggest fear was that they couldn't self-regulate themselves when they were being triggered yeah and that they would eventually either lash out with cursing and swearing at their child or locking them in a bedroom, or locking themselves away, or ignoring yeah. them. Actually, do so. Really, what these mums were saying as well was that they, if they could just have some tools and techniques that would help them take that mindful moment and calm themselves in the moment before they react, because yeah. they're reacting. Um, and I did train as a safeguarding trainer, child protection trainer. And one of the things that came up time and time again was that not having tools and techniques to calm themselves down instead of reacting in the moment. Yeah. So it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's, it, it doesn't happen overnight. I think is a good thing to, to, to get across. It's like, mums are going to be listening to this thinking you know right I'll try that and you know the first time it it might not work you know the the second time it might not but you've got to keep kind of working on it practicing it's like anything with a new skill I always say to my clients you know first time you get in a car 
you know you don't know how to drive you've got to learn all the different you know you know parts of the car the the, the gears etc and it's the same here it's a new skill to be able to recognize one when you're feeling triggered two to remember that your child's brain is under construction still they are still learning which is a big one because automatically you're kind of like it's not their fault you know it's not their fault um, but in the moment you... but in the moment that mum's going why is he not listening to me oh why gosh is... yeah I've asked him three yeah. times three times yeah. one of the things um it's, it's not so much little boys but mainly little boys little boys need a little tap on the shoulder to say mummy's I'm speaking to you mummy's asking you a question and yeah. also under seven the brain's still an imaginary the brain they're still superman and disney and they're pushing boundaries which is All part the of time. their kind of own yeah autonomy it's yeah it's it, 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 also, is, it is tough i think as well in this day and age of the 21st century schools are giving kids more more sort of authority over their own learning aren't they so they're yeah. at school and they're saying i want to do such and such i want to do such and such and choices yes they're encouraging honestly choices have become my life you know especially <laughs> with a five-year-old you know like especially getting up and getting dressed in the morning you know like yeah. that was like i probably probably like one of the worst um parts of my day was getting him up you know helping him get dressed ready for school because it was a constant no 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 and you're in a rush because you've got to get to work and you've got things to do and but for a for a child's brain they don't care no time does not matter at all no. and of course you the before i even left the house the anxiety would be like through the roof and a lot of clients i've spoken to the same you know um They've got no sense of urgency, but of course you have with the adult brain understanding you've got to get to here and here and here, et cetera, by whatever time. So um, choices have been like massive for me because we were just getting into a, a fight, not a fight, but a slagging match, you know, come on, let's get ready. No, it's time. No, time. You know, and it's like, I know. what have and I then... done then? I've gone into my child brain yes. and I've matched him. Rather yes. than remain in the adult, which is so bloody hard. And then you pop your little darling into school and then you, <laughs> you're feeling guilty, racked with guilt. Guilt for shouting or saying hurry up or starting to scream or maybe being a bit rough by like getting them in the car. So you feel the guilt and then you, your anxiety levels are literally up here. They're like, yes. your adrenaline's pumping. And it's not a great start to the day, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. But really, this little conversation, it's just a short little sna snappy conversation about for mums not to feel guilty. Yes, you're only human and we're only human yeah. and we know what we should do. But every now and again, you just you have yeah. a little trigger that just takes you off in a tangent and then, yeah. then you realise, actually... Yeah. But I think when um, when we teach our clients the tools and techniques yeah. of how to have that mindful moment or take that, remove themselves for the situation, even just for a minute or two, yeah. but acknowledge to your child that you understand they're having, yeah. they don't, they're not happy, but you'll deal with it in a second rather than yeah. 
one. I think the more the more you can validate your kids' emotions and look like this was validating emotions was like alien talk to me, Lorraine, a few years ago. I'd be like, validate what? You know, because I'm an 80s child. I was not raised to have my like to have my feelings validated. No. Yeah, I had a mum that would say, Oh, you're sad. But if I was angry, throwing a tantrum, I was just sent away. Yeah, I was just sent away on my, yeah. on my own to deal with it, which I think most people were. Um, and I think well, I'm a 60s child and I was brought up with <laughs> seen and not heard. Yeah, exactly right. Because it's, I say so. Yeah, and uh, my, my husband's a 70s uh, child, so... He's like, you know, it, you know, I was there. My, my husband was like that kind of old school, traditional, seen, not heard, or you know, you don't chat back and you don't, you know, um, you kind of do as you're told straight away, you know. And it's and there's a lot of educating, you know. There's absolutely. a lot of educating around kids. So you, you've um, got your your life experiences and your own upbringing because your parents didn't know yeah. any better because that's how they were brought up, and you go right. through the generations. You can see how in we get this almost stigma, stiff upper lip and don't don't show your emotions and boys shouldn't cry. And because if you go back through the generations, you can see that philosophy yeah. that's been yeah. in, instilled in parents. But as you go come through into the 21st century and you've got these young kids at school who are given choices, allowed to put their point of view across and then they're coming home to parents that have got this <laughs> the way they've been brought up and, and they're yeah, like that's, that's right cold. Yes, Conflict. Just, like, yeah there's an inconsistency the time, that's a really good point yeah there is there's like um yeah there is there's an inconsistency then if they yeah. if they yeah they're, they're getting that kind of choice and feeling like their own person at school and then coming home and having that yeah if it's if you're if you're parenting that kind of old school way then yeah they're, they're, and that's when and then of course that's where the kind of loggerheads come yes absolutely. um but like if i was to if i was to summarize i guess like some of the um kind of the main things that have helped me it's definitely um recognizing when i'm going into that kind of a, you know child i call it childlike brain but it's the emotional brain and i've moved away from my logical brain i think that's really helped um Obviously, through my work, I've, I've, I've learned a little bit about, obviously, like brain development and things around, you know, like the different ages of kids. So, of course, recognising that your brain, your child's brain is under construction, knowing, by the way, that the logical part of the brain isn't fully developed until, what, 25, 26? Oh, yeah, well, it's huge. You know, I share yeah. that with clients and they're like, excuse me, what? Yeah, because, because my point is... You know, understanding where they are from a cognitive development does help a lot because you know that, you know, for example, if you say something and you go, I've, I've told you that five times already. That's because they don't have that, that obviously cognitive development to know they're still learning. I think that's a massive thing for me because it makes me have more compassion towards my son you know, towards a child. And those are the kind of things that I will share. And I think um, I learned some great things around the three the three S's of, a, of, of how a child um, 
builds connection with a parent and it was a child needs to feel safe, the need to feel seen and the need to feel soothed. And actually, that's a good thing to remember. Don't get me wrong. We lose it. Of course, there's rage. But straight after the repair, which is part of that soothing of going back saying, yes, I had I lost it. I had a big feeling. It wasn't your fault. I'm sorry. You know, can I have a hug or do you need some time on your own? You know, these are the things that kind of keep bringing us back. Um, And I think like the three S's, sometimes if I see my child having a hard time, I sometimes go to those and like, what does he need now? Does he feel safe? Does he feel seen or or does he need some soothing? Sometimes that's the three S's I'll share because it's quite a good thing to remember. I love love that. That's that's a really useful um, three-step questions for you to ask. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. And then, of course, if the rage comes, and it will because you're just human, being a bit kinder to yourself after and rather than getting stuck in that kind of, uh, what I would say, the, the kind of guilt cycle or the shame cycle of the thought starting of, I'm a bad bad mom, I'm a, you know, and And yeah, I, I, I would actually uh, say to my mums to practice the three S's on themselves. Yeah, yeah. Because Do you feel safe? Do you feel seen? Yeah, yeah. do you need some soothing? It and is- it's our own. I mean, that's another episode, you know, if you're a, a mom in a difficult situation, how do you how do you cope with your own emotions while you're being a mother? But that's a, that's another episode. Maybe you and I can have another chat on an yeah, episode on that. that. That's a biggie, biggie, biggie. Oh, wow, yeah. Anyway, I think we better wrap up because this is meant to be a tiny podcast. And I think oh, no, we- sorry. Oh, no, I don't apologise. It's fabulous. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'll get you yeah, back on again. Yeah, I would love to, so Lorraine. How do people get in touch with you if there, if there's people listening that maybe they're an expat and they need some help? Yeah, so, the... yeah, I'm on Instagram. So my um, Instagram account is Jenny Malum Therapist. Um, I've also got, um, you can contact me through my website, so that's openmindstherapy.com. Um, and I'm also on Facebook under Open Minds Therapy. Um, but Instagram's probably the, the main one that I use. So, um, yeah, would love to hear from anyone who's uh, who needs some help or support. Absolutely. Because I think one of the things that you can support with a lot of mums who are maybe abroad, wherever they are, uh, whatever country they're in and they find themselves being a new mom in a strange country without their support yeah, with no support them, network yeah then that, that that's something that you could definitely help them with so absolutely yeah yeah so nice to talk to you jenny you too. I'll, I'll speak to you soon we'll get, yeah, we'll get another episode in a couple of months time. i'd love to yeah and thank you so much for having me thanks oh, you're welcome. it's been lovely take care thank you bye-bye for now Thanks for listening and thank you so much for joining me today and I hope you've had some mindful moments to take away. So in your mind, something you've learned, in your heart, something you've felt and for your mindful mum toolbox, something that you can actually take away today. And remember, you can connect with me by tapping on the microphone, send me a message or visit my website or connect on social media. I would love to have you join my new community, the Cam Mums Academy. 
And one last thought for all you mamas out there, remember, you're the best mama for your child. So take good care of you. Until the next time, bye for now.